uh oh hey welcome to the way what podcast we still don't have a theme song i just want to say that i'm sorry viewers or listeners like i tried to introduce some music into a previous one and i got shut down so it sounded terrible i mean it was rap yeah we're, this is not a rap kind of podcast everything in my life is rap kind of something <laughs> okay very well, street i i, I oh th- yes jen you're the epitome of urban i'm pretty <laughs> say cool street again street perfect <laughs> Uh, we're, we're going to keep working on it. Maybe by like our 20th pod, we'll have a theme song. Maybe. Who knows? That's a goal. I'm setting a goal for well, us. I did, I did find this random person while playing video games and he's like a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, but you guys aren't about it. So yeah, we're still in search. If you know any musicians. I mean, honestly, if he did do a rap, if it it's would, good, you I would to definitely make him... use it. Even if it was terrible, it'd be so, mm. it would be hilarious. Okay, I'm going to look into it Listen, then. make him listen to all of our episodes and then say, hey, mm. if you he write a that. rap, that's good. We'll use it as our theme song. He's like a 19-year-old boy. Yeah, don't you have him wrapped around your weird no. video game playing fingers? No. I mean, he could, this could be his path to fame. Yes. It may be a, a sell it that better way. path than anything else. Okay, speaking of fame, my, so my family finally started listening to the pod and they finally <laughs> finally you guys well they listened to one episode at least which wow. was the Beatles episode my family is a b- big Beatles family mm-hmm. and so uh they all listened to it and they gave us p- pretty big props but you know who gave us the biggest props my mom Pam. And my, my mom said what up, Pam? you guys should really just go for it I was like, go for it. And she's like, yeah, you, you guys are really good. Your podcast is good. You guys should just go go for it and get really famous. I agree so with you. So we're mom. like, yeah, let's let's get on that. Yeah. So everybody who's listening, Pam, your friends, etc., help us out. Share share the good word. And uh someday we're gonna make this pod like be available on on the internet. The internet. That's Jen's responsibility. <laughs> the internet. You know, I mean, like iTunes or we should, Spotify. We should have or some something. kind of web presence. And since I do that for my job, you yeah, know. that's on you. This is our issue. We all have full time jobs. So it's hard to do things. Well, when I take the day, I see but Jen I keep, is going to put the effort in. I keep committing to new things the day that I, you know, you take off work. You're like, I'll just get some things done that day. Yeah, like one like or two. Shows. And then I'll watch some shows. But I've already like commit to five things that day. So it's going to be like more stressful than going to actual work. So, but I might create us a quick website that day look forward to this guy i'm gonna buy a car that day too (gasps) you're gonna buy a car yeah since my car didn't start the other day i was like i really just needed to buy a new car before i get i thought thought you're gonna buy a car like two years ago so this is great news yeah i mean i just like old things that are have been mine i don't want new things jen's a hoarder even of her car i am a hoarder who doesn't buy new things oh my god so i don't actually can we fill it fill it full of the stuff that we don't like of yours and then light it all on fire <laughs> oh yeah let's like make it drive off a cliff and i imagine how cathartic i don't know what you're talking about what do you what do i have that you don't like and do not even say what do you have coat. that we like i, I mean, don't like your house coat <laughs> well too bad and she, it, anything that you own that is coats. brown corduroy i have an issue with i have one pair of brown corduroy leggings i think i've mentioned this before those are not leggings it's they're legging shaped and they have elastic in What's them. What's a Because oh. they're shaped like your legs. Yes. <laughs> Those are like Pants. large children's clothes just because they have an elastic waist. I mean, they're, they're just like leggings that have a nice, fuzzy, sexy texture to them. It's not sexy. Mm, especially because they're brown. Have you felt my butt in them? <laughs> no. See? Okay. Well, wear them well, over next time I'll decide. Okay. 
Hey, update, guys. Jen, even though she criticized me and basically called me a slut for wearing tight pants to work, Jen oh, yeah. herself wore and I felt tight pants to work. Them. I feel and they like, were like flesh colored. Yeah. I know they were. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which I don't have any flesh colored. I mean, they were pants. like mauve pink, but in the photo that I took, they looked flesh colored. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that like when guys see a butt, they get an instant boner and it's Especially like now I'm causing boners at work. Great. Men, is that true? Whenever you see just a general shape of an ass, do you get an instant boner? <laughs> so oh. troubling. In their 20s are just like boobs and butts, boobs and butts, boobs and butts. <laughs> I don't believe that. I mean, true. I've had enough guy friends where it certainly seems that way. Okay. Do you guys ever, about... you know how guys always say like, oh, I think about sex like every five I seconds. I think it's true. Like what, what do they think about? I mean, they're just like waiting till their next masturbation session at all times. Ugh. They're just like, when can I masturbate next? Like how many hours? I don't till believe I masturbate that. Again? I do not believe that. Mm. That sounds like how I feel about eating snacks. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> like guys, I'm always, I'm always guys are about jerking the off the way I am. And you are to eating a snack. I believe that with wholeheartedly. God, that is a hard life. Cause I, and so you're just sitting there at work. You're like, Oh, what time is it? When, what time will I eat a snack? What will I eat? Um, do I need to go buy a snack? Uh, do I have anything in my drawer? Like, and I just feel like guys are like planning their next masturbation. So I think most way. guys are also interested in snacks. Like, when can I get home? Is my girlfriend or wife going to be there or my mom or whatever? That like, has nothing to do with it. Ugh. Your mom. Do I need to take oh. a shower? <laughs> do I have materials to use? Do I have a cleanup plan in place? Girl, this they is are not so thinking this much gross. about it, Jen. This is they so don't, like, gross. They don't, they don't premeditate masturbation. Well, I mean, there. it's well, just like... They might. <laughs> Uh, but uh, listen, I don't think you're right, but I don't actually want to know the truth. So you if you're out there, don't tell us if this is true or not. Don't send us an email. Yeah, just DM us on Instagram. <laughs> I am actually interested. <laughs> I want to know the true plight of the male American hero. Uh, How do you get so much done when you're just I mean, I, about- I've just hung out with boys and like I've always had guy friends because I have like some like boy interests. So I feel like I've always had like my female friends and my boyfriends not boyfriends, but guy friends or whatever. And like the way they talk, I feel like I've had this window into their boner driven world. Wow. Like a glory hole view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I call it glory. They it's more disturbing than anything. Um, that went down a weird path. We started yeah. talking about how we're going to be famous. I mean, and then enough. Jen is just talking about. I think it was my fault. I did bring it up, but Jen took it. Oh, her ass know. hugging I mean, but pants. I, I feel like we can. We This is a very good study we can do of our five listeners. Hey, to get their input maybe on this. this is a conspiracy that <gasps> men think about sex all the time. Yeah, there was never a study done. <laughs> Somebody just said it. I'm here to tell you what the results will be all the time. As much as we think about snacks, when I'm eating a snack, I think about what snack I'm going to eat later. You guys, this may shock you to know that Courtney has started intermittent fasting this week. Yeah. So now I really, now I think for 16 hours about what snack I'm going to eat next. Really depriving yourself is like the worst thing you can do for your diet as far as I'm concerned, because it just makes you want food that much more. I'm just trying it. Yeah, go crazy. All right. Try it. Do do what works for you, but like whenever I'm trying to limit what not. I eat, all I think about is food. When I'm not limiting what I eat, all I you don't do know. is eat food constantly. <laughs> that too. I don't think not limiting is going to work for me. I I don't have enough self-control. Slippery slopes around us. I I have a situation at work where the guy who sits next to me is very healthy, and so like that makes things so much worse because every time I eat food, I'm like, is he judging me? 
Like oh. he, he's probably like, oh, she's snacking again. Okay, I oh, think the opposite. She ate some chocolate. Like I'm that person mm. to everybody that sits <gasps> around me because you, you eat so bitch. healthy at work. I can't help it. So That's when great. you see somebody eat a bag of popcorn, you're just like fucking oh, fatty. Oh, popcorn, no. But this oh. girl behind me ate a whole box of Cheez-Its the other day. Oh nice. yeah, hey guys, cheese it, cheese it corner. Yeah, our non-spawn. <laughs> do, do, do. We need like in addition to the intro music, we need like uh, like music? segment do, 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 music. Do, do, do. Did you guys know that there is a voice of cheese it, and he liked our last Instagram? That's wild to me. Oh yeah, hey what? D- hey, does voice he have of a name? Cheez-Its? I don't remember. Okay, well we're gonna find out, and so we can give him a proper shout out. Yeah, but um, we're gonna keep this cheese it thing up. But today. The flavor that we're trying is pepper jack. It's too spicy. I was I was thinking about what? you, Jen. I was I don't wondering think it's if you spicy think at so. all. It's too spicy for a cheese it, in my opinion. You know what's like, weird about it though? Certain things I like You're spicy. I don't like crackers. Jen, too you spicy. are so critical of the different flavors of cheese it. I just have a refined palate. Is it weird to you that some of these cheese it's look like somebody like left their lipstick on them? <laughs> oh, I think that's the that's pepper. The, that's the red hot. That's oh, the, it's like in a, a, a slice of pepper jack, how you'd see the actual peppers. Okay. Um, it looks like somebody put their lipstick also, on it and then put it back I in the box. I put those all in my... I put on some <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> and I then can, you made I, out with the cheese. I made out with the cheeses and then I put so them in the box. Up. Non-spun cheese it Thanks for not yet sponsoring us, but providing the world with your delicious flavored snacks. Yeah. We will take your sponsorship dollars, though. Also, uh, although I did judge that girl for eating all those Cheez-Its, I mostly just felt jealous. Should we talk about a conspiracy? Wait, what? Is that what this pod what? is about? No, it's about, uh, you know, diet and exercise. And oh, hey, I just got to say, I've been looking for a podcast to listen to. I probably listened to like 20, maybe a, a fraction of 20 podcasts. And if they don't capture me immediately, I'm like, meh. I just don't know how any, if any, if everyone else is like us, like, like me. I don't know how they're going to start listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, us talking about our macros is probably not the a great lead-in, so not we're editing that sure. out. No, sorry, guys. I feel fat. I shouldn't eat too much. I hate myself a little today, but that's less than yesterday. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Holy fuck! I'm trying to get drunk, and it's not happening very quickly. I yeah, guess I'm just trying to get buzzed, because you guys, this week it's tr- my episode. Today we're trying all of these like spiked seltzers, and I oh, just yeah. don't know if... Bon and another Viv. Another these are, these Bon are, and Viv. We're trying your this seltzer is not today. not what you drink if you want to get crunk. I'm drinking... I've had like half a bottle it of is wine. Only 4. Can I pour 5. some of that wine into this, into this can? Okay, well, maybe Abby can uh, give us an intro to her conspiracy. How am I not getting drunk? Abigail. We are going to do a conspiracy. Abigail Roosevelt. Abigail Roosevelt. That's that's Abby's uh, showbiz name, like yeah. Jason Derulo, where she sings it at the beginning of her conspiracy. Yeah. Had I become a recording artist, that's what I would sing prior to any of my songs. Her last name is not Roosevelt, by the way. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> You'll never know my last Psych. name. Okay, Abby. You're on. Uh, do you guys want to take a guess at what the conspiracy is? Something not very conspiracy. That would be classic me. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else? I have no idea. Okay, now I'm finally feeling the wine that I've been drinking. So, do you guys know what happened 25 years ago on August... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) On April 8th, 1994. Uh, 94? uh, Yes. Oh, man. Is that an Iraq war thing? 
No. Like I'd ever do anything about a war. Give us a hint. Uh, <gasps> Lorena Bobbitt? No. <laughs> if there's any part of the conspiracy on that we're doing. I then. want a dicks cut off a Bobbit like all, all of the it. people who have been de-dicked like their stories de-dicked? that's a whole that's that's a whole nother side gig oh hey that's gonna be a whole new podcast that's not a conspiracy but one. that does constitute a wait what response so i think it works with do you think there's enough people that have had their dicks cut off surely de-dicked as de- jen called de- it de-dicked okay um brilliant i'm trying what kind of hint can i give you yeah let's let's narrow the field Think about music. Millie Vanilli. No. Oh, but that would be a good one. More uh, grunge scene. Uh, oh, Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Cobain. Oh, yes. Ladies. <laughs> oh, oh that he's not actually dead. Oh, no. Oh, On no. That April Cor- 8th. That, that somebody that Courtney Love killed him? Yes. <gasps> oh, cool. Oh, um, I was going to title this pod, Courtney Didn't Do It, but then after I researched it. <gasps> you think she might have? I don't know. Let's let's talk about the well, details. Well, we could say Courtney didn't do it and me and our Courtney didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I did not kill Kurt Cobain. No. And I want to say it before I start, I regardless of what comes out in this pod, I genuinely love Courtney Love. Oh, yeah. With all of my yeah. heart. I've, and heard, my I've heard Abby do a little soul. Uh, Someday we will ache like she aches karaoke and also her the album that came out after he died lived through this i remember buying that cd at streetside records when i was 14 and listening to it on repeat for like two years straight it was the best album in the world you know what there's a line I mean, murder in is Parts. an aspirational or an inspirational thing so maybe she like got her material from all the her conflicted emotions after killing her it came out too soon but in the song mm. doll Parts, she says i want to be the girl with the most cake and yeah. there's nothing that has ever exemplified my feelings about life more than that single lyric so that's what you would tattoo on your body if you were doing lyrics yes whereas jen would tattoo something depressing by tori amos exactly God, jesus christ yes <laughs> i know also i, I like tori am- amos too I am this close to actually doing it. <gasps> I'm gonna take you. I'll pay for it. Where, I didn't say I was. I didn't say I was there. Where on your so body is it gonna go? That's 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 the question. Somewhere you can hide it. Somewhere I definitely somewhere I can hide it. Tramp stamp. Tori Amos. I think I might get a Tori Amos tramp stamp. <laughs> so what ironic. is wrong with that? that? It's it's probably the best possible tramp stamp <laughs> you could get. Yeah, you should get it in your underboob. Um, oh, that seems very painful. I'm going to get it in the shape of a butterfly, but the outline of the butterfly's wings will be the depressing lyric. Are you joking? Tram stamp. That's perfect. I mean, please tell me you're joking. No, that's what she's getting. Okay. Okay. So let's start with some dates um, because I researched this a lot, but I did not write things down properly besides the dates. So then as we go through it, ask me questions and then I will remember what I learned. I can always Google things too. I know you can. All right. So here's the fact. Kurt Cobain was born on February 20th, 1967. Doesn't that seem like old? 1967? I mean, he was a full-grown adult when we yeah. were like in eighth grade. So Yeah, we were like in junior high and he was a rock star. So That's true. I think it was because when he died, we were in junior high. And when you're in junior high, you think you're an adult, even though you aren't. Or right. you, you connect yourself to yeah. those people. And so you feel like they're your age. Anyways, he'd be in his fucking 50s by now mm-hmm. because of that. Um, and he died actually on April 5th, 1994. He was 27 years old. So he joined that club of people that died before or when they were 28. Like um, Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix. Yes. And uh, some guy who was in The Grateful Dead. One of the mamas and the papas. Uh, Mama Cass? Yeah. I don't know if she died at that age. Ham sandwich. Yeah. Who's ham sandwich? I learned her from like Austin Powers or whatever. She died eating a ham sandwich. 
She did? I, that's like what I think. That's what, like what comes to my mind. I don't know if that's true or this not. This is what pop culture has taught us <laughs> oh anyway. God, I hope not. That's terrible. No, I'm pretty sure that's true. We'll, we'll, um, we'll come back to that. Okay. And he was born in Washington. He like classic family. I think his dad's name was fucking Donald or something. Donald and Wendy. And he had a sister. His parents got divorced when he was nine. And See, okay. Abby already is giving us so much detail about Kurt Cobain's yes. backstory. We d- it it doesn't matter, Abby. What does it matter? <laughs> I don't. It, it what, his brother and sister's names don't matter, or even that he has. Oh, them. I don't know his sister's name. I just knew that he had one. Oh. <laughs> well, it plays into his state of mind when he got older. Okay. Um, because his whole you know his whole like melancholy grunge state or whatever it was based on his parents' divorce, their okay. subsequent marriages. Because his dad married some woman, which he was okay with, but then they had children, and so he felt like an outsider in that family. His mom started dating somebody who was abusive and he saw that relationship play out. So, so he was actually the divorce, kind of depressed. Yeah. Before the divorce, he said he essentially lived like this perfect life. He loved the Beatles, Courtney. Oh. He used to like play Hey Jude all the time and sing all the lyrics. And all of his aunts would give him the Beatles records. So that's sort of where his love of music came from. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Beatles are the best. I guess. They gave us Kurt Cobain. So that's fine. But anyways, divorce. Big boohoo for him. Not great. All the shit that happened afterwards. He started smoking pot in 1980 when he was 13 years old. Oh, my. Oh, yes. And then he started heroin in 1986. So it was Heroin? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he dabbled in other things between then. Jeez, that's that's heavy shit. Exactly. Um, and then, so that's... When did Nirvana form? Nirvana's first album, Bleach, came out in 1989. Okay. So I don't know how old he was then, but 1989. There are several dates stated for when he and Courtney first met, which is important given this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, one was 1989 at a Nirvana show in Portland, Oregon. So that would have been before Nevermind came out, which was like their huge breakout album. Right. They also That's say the story that I hear. Is it? I heard. Yeah. That they met before. Yeah. Okay, so then the other dates are January 12th, 1990 in Portland's Satyricon nightclub or something. They say the formal intro happened in May 1991 at the Butthole Surfers concert in Los Angeles. And um, after that, they bonded together because of music. She was also an excellent musician. And also, they loved using drugs together. Did, did Hole exist yes. during this time? Like, what? I don't... Yes. I, Hole was already a band at this time. Okay. So um, I, I just want to like side note that I have vague, a decent vague knowledge of the history of Nirvana because one of my favorite ASMR videos is about the history of Nirvana. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go to bed and you listen to and somebody I listen talk to, about Nirvana. Uh, you know, how Kurt Novoselic was the original drummer. They like booted him out of the band and then they're like, oh, no, Novoselic was like the bass player. No, he... Yeah, wasn't no. Who do you think was always in the game? He was always in it. Oh, then who there was they some other. They had. They went through like four drummers before they got to Dave Grohl. No, there was. Oh, Dave Grohl, you can do like this guest spot with us. And then Dave was like, okay. And then they were like, wait, this is actually better. And then that's when they were like trying to practice with him, like on the DL or whatever. Oh, oh no, they they ran through drummers. Oh, then this might have been. The, this is from like. So this is so the ASMR is somebody like reading a book about the history of Nirvana. So maybe this is like a, a like a Nirvana rewritten history. Potentially, yes, like um, the graphic novel about yeah. Nirvana. Guess who else got rid of their first drummer? The Beatles. The Beatles. Oh my god, maybe that's why he did it. Dun, dun, also, dun. but man, can you imagine 
this world if Dave Grohl had not become the drummer of Nirvana. No. And then he would have never been able to make the Foo Fighters. No. And that would suck. So Kurt Cobain off, often said, or they all said basically that Nirvana was not a real band or the band that they were meant to be until Dave Grohl joined because he was the only drummer who could play to the level of Kurt Cobain and Novoselic. Like right. he matched their enthusiasm or the way that they played and all the other drummers. Yeah, like basically. a maniac. Yeah. I, also, his parents got divorced. And so Kurt was like, hey, I feel you. Oh, man. Yeah. Divorced. I did. I do club. remember that the the song teen spirit came from or whatever um smells like teen spirit he like was banging some girl from bikini kill i this think is also like that girl from bikini kill was just a friend of his well and anyway she said at one point kurt smells like teen spirit no it was like they slept together and then the friends or whatever other members of the band like like wrote on the wall i don't know what they wrote in but wrote like smells like teen spirit because kurt wore it so they were like did you guys oh you guys spirit? banged last that night that asmr person was fucking the, no they're off. reading from a book that's like this memorabilia book about nirvana I, it's totally fake oh. it's all uh, so that chick from bikini kill was the one who coined the phrase she basically said like kurt smells like teen spirit because kurt was a icon for this grunge youth group at the time who were teens and teen spirit was like the spirit of these angry youth essentially oh so i thought it Kurt was like, like the deodorant spirit. no the deodorant came after the fact they essentially oh, put no. all these marketing no. dollars yes yes okay i don't know we may need later. a fact checker because i thought it was because <laughs> kurt wore that deodorant so therefore no like, he would never wear that the the whole thing like smells like teen spirit is like oh kurt's been here it smells like him i this asmr artist is making me furious um okay I'm anyways gonna, Wait, wait, okay. So also they could have potentially met in 1990 at Portland's, uh, at a nightclub in Portland. The formal intro, though, apparently happened in May 1991 at the Butthole Surface concert. They loved using drugs together. And then Nevermind was released September 24th in 1991. So Nevermind was released that same year. So Nirvana already had a record deal with, after like Bleach came out. But Nevermind hadn't come out. And that was the thing that really sort of like skyrocketed up the fame when teens like Smells Like Teen Spirit started getting played on the radio. So they're formally introduced in May of 1991. On September 7th, 1991, Pretty on the Inside, which was Hole's debut album, was released. Not that long after they originally like met and started dating. Also, Courtney Love was dating Billy Corgan when she first <gasps> met. She was known to be like... She could tell when people, not she couldn't tell, but she had a feeling of when people were about to get really famous. Yes. <laughs> like she could recognize the signs of what was going to work in the current like mainstream for music. I feel that. I'm like that too. Hey, and I, she would like latch on to those people. Wait, so she, she was dating Billy Corgan before Kurt Cobain. Yeah. She broke up with him because um, she was, was a in weirdo. Europe or something. She didn't like bald guys. Maybe. Was he bald back then? I think he's always been bald. He's probably a little too vampire-y. He made but it, she he broke up with him there, I don't know. because she was trying to get back to the States and he wouldn't buy her plane ticket to come back to the States. Oh. And I think Kirk did or something. And so she was like, fuck you then, Billy. I'm with Kurt now. Also, she had to chase Kurt Cobain to get him to fall in love with her because he was very elusive. Seems elusive. By the way, I looked up Teen Spirit and it mm-hmm. says it was released in 1991. Yes. But the sales were boosted by the song smells like teen spirit 
So that indicates that the deodorant predated. You mean Nevermind came out in 1991. Yeah, Nevermind was the album. You said the the album. I'm saying the deodorant came out in 1991. What month in 1991? Early. Okay, so I got it. I think I got it somewhat wrong, but maybe not because it says Kathleen Hanna of the band Bikini Kill wrote on the wall of his hotel room, Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit, meaning he smelled like the girl he was banging. It doesn't say who that is. Maybe she was also in the band. I don't know. What is this from? Um, Dictionary.com. I don't (laughs) approve of your source. Go figure. But anyway, she was wearing the deodorant at the time, so the deodorant existed somehow. But Cobain, who didn't know what teen spirit was, was said to have interpreted it as a revolutionary catchphrase. Uh, That's what you interpreted. I'm going to do deeper deeper research because based on life magazine and some other better sources that i read wait a minute wait a minute life magazine is better than dictionary.com yes get the fuck out mm, nah survey says i love their serial i love their editorial work Dic- dictionary.com is like the definitive source of life okay it's what? the dictionary no it's the diction it's the e-dictionary and Same i don't these love days. it it's the D-Dictionary. <laughs> D-Dictionary. No, that's a dictionary that we'll be making after we find all the people that have been D-Dict in history. Yeah, that's mm. our side pod. Let's move on. You guys need all these facts for the conspiracy part of it. Okay. <laughs> We're never going to get there. We will not get there ever. On September 7th, 1991, Hole's first album comes out. Pretty on the inside. To great acclaim. Uh, and on February 24th, 1992, Kurt and Courtney get married in Waikiki Beach. It's 10 months after their first formal introduction. By the way, Courtney insisted on having a prenup. Hmm. Because I mean, she... Because she was so certain he would become rich. Well, I guess, was she more no, successful she when she was certain married? that she would become more successful uh, well, than I him. I like that. I She's like very that. ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. She's like you, Courtney. She, yeah. This chick is just like out All for her Courtney's. money. She sees every angle and she builds... She builds. Although ultimately, girls, girls get that cash if it's nine to five. We're shaking your ass. But to me, it told me that if she wanted a prenup, she didn't think their union would be forever. I don't know that that's true. Really? Yeah. Why would you get a prenup if you didn't feel like it was going to work? Because you just don't know. Uh, Abby, what? You're so innocent and sweet. That's very true. I I feel like even if I fell like madly in love, I would go into something expecting it to. At least there's some possibility of everything going to hell. Yeah, you just never it. know what's going to happen. Once, once your life has been ruined by enough dudes, you're just, yeah, what, what's the next one? What, what surprises <laughs> do you have in store? Jen, by the way, is quite jaded. This I'm is crazy to jaded. me because both of your parents never got divorced and mine did. And I'm the one who's just like, why would you need a prenup? <laughs> yes. I'm very optimistic. That's sweet. That's sweet. That yeah, you... but I think my parents probably, if they had like lived in a different culture, probably would have gotten divorced somewhere along the way. I think they're fine now. But like when we were growing up, I think they probably went to murder each other oh i think also that's because every marriage i was point. terrible and my brother was a total dick so we just made you know everyone's what? life hell you should blame it on the kids in general yeah. for a marriage mm-hmm. it's usually because of the kids all right so they get married uh guess what she is pregnant at the time um with little um francis bean francis bean yes she was born in august of that year so courtney was like four months pregnant when they got married also there's this there's shotgun a bunch of wedding. stuff i don't know if like hardcore rockers do shotgun weddings because they're like oh we're pregnant our parents are gonna be upset they're just you know like I mean? they assign it to their accountant to like do the the child support and then they're like done with it also a lot of people don't know this about courtney love but she was essentially a trust fund kid Oh, I didn't oh, know Oh, maybe that. that's why she needed a prenup. That makes she sense. she was rich. 
She did have money prior. So when she was 16, I think she filed for emancipation from her parents. She never really knew she her dad. She's quite savvy and Yeah, smart. but you're still going to get the no, she inheritance is. checks, even if you're emancipated, right? So she, yeah. Well, essentially she got, this is not going to seem like a lot, but she got $800 a month when she turned, when she was 16 and emancipated herself, which would have been in the 70s. She got $800 a month as a stipend after That's she was emancipated in from the her 70s. mother. Yeah, it's a lot. So Courtney had some money. Her band was doing well. She, they also had a record deal. I, I honestly, she, she well, seriously felt like I'm going to be more successful than Kurt Cobain. Sure, is going to be. She has a baby, August 18th of 1992. Then that's 1992 in Utero, which was their third album for Nirvana. That was released September 21st, 1993. Do you guys remember that? Um, the front of the album it was like a baby woman. dick no it was like a it was like a body of a woman with wings but you could see the muscle yes and i the do remember that and stuff. Oh, no, I it remember was that. like walmart refused to sell the album because they thought the front of it was so worrisome or whatever yeah. fucking 90s man the 90s i had the poster of that in my bedroom wait was this was the cover of what in utero their third oh, album yeah, yeah. nirvana's okay. third album what was their it second had, album their second album was Nevermind. So it was Bleach. Oh, that's right. Nevermind was the one with the baby mm-hmm. reaching for the dollar. Yeah. And then In classic. Utero was <laughs> classic. In Utero was the woman. And that was the one that had the song like Heart Shaped Box and Rate Me in it. Their music is so good. Honestly, I would have done a better job researching this, but I just ended up listening to yeah. Nirvana and I really like Heart all week Box. long. And everybody else should listen to it as well. Um, every time I listen to Heart Shaped Box, I think about this Wayne's World sketch <laughs> that was like, it was like a special on MTV. And I don't know what they actually say in Heart Shape Box, but they it sounds like they're saying, hey, Wayne, I got a real complaint. Yeah, and, uh, I remember that. And so on the special, they listen, they watch the video. It's kind of like Beavis and Butthead style. And Wayne's like, man, I don't know if you had a problem, you could have come to me. You didn't have to write a song about it. And it's so funny. And I don't know how you could ever see it now, but. I always think about that. I'm going that. to find that link. I always think about that when I hear Heart Shape Box. I'm going to find that link and I'll share with our audience. Thanks for thanks for indulging me on that uh, aside. You're welcome. Did you guys have those albums growing up? And um, when I say no. album, I mean CD. No. Seriously? I actually I mean, didn't. Yes. Okay, Seriously. so I have a thing where like I just need to be different than people, and because like everybody liked Nirvana, I was like, no, I don't. Nirvana is not the best band, even though I did like some of the songs. Like I just didn't buy it almost out of protest, but I still oh listened God. to it. I honestly think that, but I was also like, it was so into Pearl Jam, so I was like, Pearl Jam Pearl would Jam not have rules. been Nirvana if Nirvana sucks. was not. Yeah, but Pearl Jam was better. So I don't know that I had like a clear, a direct line to grunge music no i that's crazy because you were on that coast i know i was i i grew up in northern idaho which is close to seattle (laughs) but we had like two radio stations and none of which played any grunge music so i don't remember being into grunge at all like i knew about it because i watch mtv and stuff but Here's the thing with grunge is it was not that long of a period that it was happening for. It was maybe like three or four years. So it was a lot of it was mostly show based. So it wasn't it didn't get a lot of radio play. Mm. That's why Nirvana became such a hit because Smells Like Teen Spirit was so catchy that it caught on and all these radio stations were playing it. Mm, Yeah. Like that kind of exploded what grunge was at the time. Yeah. Like I remember uh, watching Pearl Jam videos jeremy and yeah. yeah that video like really stuck with me it i mean that was hardcore 
That was like before all the school shootings actually happened. Yeah. And it was, was it? like, yeah. I mean, the first school shooting was like Columbine, which was like, no, the first seven years later was a girl. What? It happened in the seventies. Well, well, well you know what I mean? Not the first, first, but like, but, like one of the first mass school shootings. Oh, was like was a, a mass school shooting. Okay. Well, but this was when there was more media coverage. Columbine. Yes, yeah. And that's when you, all of us were in high school. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure that I listened to like, I'm sure that I had heard like Soundgarden and who are the other ones? Um, Everclear? No. Sonic Youth? I did listen Sonic to Everclear. Counts. Um, no, Stone not Tumble Sonic. Pilots. Not Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth is grunge, isn't it? I think mm, so. No, it's like alt. It's like indie. Alt rock. Anyway, yeah. Um, anyways, Nirvana really like opened up the door for grunge to become popular enough music to play on the radio station. So anyways, In Utero released September 21st, 1993. On March 1st, 1994, Kirk is on a tour. Kirk. Kirk? Kirk. Kirk. Cameron? <laughs> Captain Kirk. <laughs> Kurt is on a tour in Rome. He overdoses on rofanol and champagne. What's Rofanol? It's like uh Roofies? Rofies? It's not Rofies. Yeah. Dude, I got so messed up on Rofies last weekend. Um, I think it's like a benzo, a downer. They were Courtney's, but he took a lot of them, drank a bunch of champagne. He overdosed on them. Courtney calls for help. She claims that that was his first suicide attempt, but hmm. the doctor didn't list it as a suicide attempt. Yeah, but that could just be him, like, like Kurt talking to the doctor, like, hey, don't write that on my chart because people will get I mean, that doesn't really seem like a way to commit suicide. Take 30 pills and drink a bottle of champagne. Well, you didn't tell me he took 30. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, like, fun, glamorous way to go. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound right. It's not. Listen, it's not fun and glamorous to die people, by taking a bunch of pills. I don't think most people drink a bottle of champagne when they're uh, also taking pills. No, when they're like trying to end it all. I don't know if that's the liquid that you have to wash it down. That's very rock star. I guess. Don't this do is, that. This everybody. Is morbid. Do not do this that. Is, I mean, this this is morbid, but I do remember. God, I feel like we're going to like lose our jobs one day for having some of these conversations. But um, <laughs> when I was when I was sitting in meetings, like at my very first job, and it was just like we would sit in meetings for two hours at a time and have like these roundtable discussions. And you I was like, benzos? I was like digging my fingernails into my hand and I leaned over to my friend. I'm like. What do you think is the most glamorous way to kill yourself? Oh my god! Like, let's fantasize about that right now because I want to die in the meeting. Yeah, in the meeting, and then she's like, "I'll take a picture of it later," <gasps> and she took a picture of a bunch of like her laying next to a bunch of pills later on that day. That's, god. Was this in the early two thousands? That shit is morbid as hell. Yeah. I mean, uh, back, back then we just, now. yeah, we are way more woke. Like back then we just like made light of things, but also like, I feel like it's just our generation and this like goes to all this grunge stuff. Like we're That's just true. fucking morbid as fuck. Well, technically and, like, the grunge, we don't the have, whole, that movement was supposed to be for Gen Xers. Yeah, exactly. Which so we we're do apathetic. not lie within. No. I'm a Gen, Gen Xer. You weren't. I am. No. Yes, I am. Are you 79 mm-hmm. as Gen yep. X? Yep. Fuck you. Courtney, you and I got fucked. No, we are... There's nothing between Gen X and millennials. So you guys were born in 82 or after? We were born in 81. 81. Okay. But 81 is, we're like in the, on the cusp. Jen just yeah. gave us the dirtiest look like we were a fucking newborn baby. Sorry, you're so anything. old. Yeah, sorry, you're so old. Why don't you and go you get a participation like trophy? So eat a dick because I was actually interested. <laughs> um, I never played sports to get any kind of trophies. Okay, so he overdoses on his fun little cocktail of things. Courtney was there. She calls for help. She gets some help. He survives. March 8th, they're back in the States. 
Courtney calls the cops because Kurt has apparently barricaded himself in the bathroom with a gun. When the police get there, he is standing outside and he looks like ashamed or whatever. And the police are like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get away from her. But I wasn't going <gasps> to do anything to myself. But wow. during that, when they were there, they ended up confiscating multiple guns and multiple bottles of pills. Are they both on drugs at this point? Yes. Okay, the two well, of them, that's the thing. Like, Kurt and Courtney were in and out of rehab all the time. Their daughter was actually taken away from them a couple of times from yeah. the state because of their that drug makes use. A, that makes a lot of it hard to really have a good opinion on, like... Who's telling the truth? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean it's almost it's almost like an intertwined thing where you can't really even make sense of it. Because, well, I, I, I we haven't gotten to the part where she actually, like, kills him. So I don't know if she... <laughs> She like killed him by like, I pulled the trigger or like I fed you drugs and convinced you to kill yourself. So you'll have to let us know which of those it is. I definitely believe number two is possible. Carry on. Okay. So that is March 8th when he's embarrassed because he's like, I just need to get away from her. But they did find guns and they did find a lot of pills in that bathroom. And so when Courtney called to have the cops come there, it was because she said he was suicidal and had locked himself in the bathroom with a gun. Why would she do that if... Why did she call the cops? Well, why would she do that if she if it wasn't for real? Okay. I don't know. I've never dated anybody it's really who's manipulative like highly if... on drugs. And also somebody who's like highly manipulative. So I don't know what was going on. Mm. That's what makes it so salacious. I don't know how to be manipulative. I like wish that I did. I do. So it's really it's hard. because my parents got divorced. And that's uh, why I connect with the I'm story. I'm like such an innocent soul. I don't, I don't know. You are. I don't know how... I'd love to manipulate somebody. <laughs> no, no, it's a terrible thing. I've done it for sure. Wait, what? You guys, you know, you manipulated us. us? You're, you're hanging out with me, aren't you? You probably have manipulated me. You. It's worth it then. Okay. So in March, so that's the same month where she calls the cops. He almost overdoses and dies, etc. She's like, all right, that's it. Intervention time. We have a child. We need to get this shit together. She gets 10 of his friends together. There's like music industry people. His best friend, Dylan, from high school or whatever. He's a musician. He's like a junkie, too. And she's like, hey, you're out of control. He eventually agrees to enter the Exodus Recovery Center for Detox. That's on March 30th, 1994. He goes to this rehab center in L.A., um, while he's there, he some of his family visits him. He uh, Francis Beam comes and he plays with his daughter who's like two or something. And the people that work there, like he was in great spirits. He talked to the counselors about his drug use and his family life, why he does the things that he does. And at some point during that day, he joked to somebody and he said, I guess the center, I guess some of these recovery places are somewhat like prisons where they have either walls or fences around them so people can't easily leave Mm -hmm. and this one had a wall and kurt joked about like oh it'd be so easy to jump that wall so that night he does (laughs) okay so he's in rehab for like 36 hours yeah and then he jumps the wall he leaves he catches a flight back to seattle while he's going to seattle he sits next to some drummer in Axl Rose or one of the people that's part of Axl Rose's band, Guns N' Roses. Gun, that would be Guns N' Roses. I don't know. What a trash band. Um, anyways. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Whoever it is. November he, Rain is a triumph. What's November Rain? It is. What? It's not Purple Rain. What's November Rain? Uh, uh, nothing. I, I don't know how to answer this question. We don't know how it's going to change. No. 
Oh, I don't understand how you, this is an amazing song. Stephanie Seymour, who he was married to oh, at the yeah. time, is the that, bride in the, in the that video. That music video is amazing. It is amazing. That's why, I like, this is, like, blowing my mind that you what don't do know you this. What do you mean you don't know the song November Rain? I don't know it. Uh, I don't like Guns N' Roses. It's a great guitar solo by Slash. Should, we pl- should I play Oh, well, it was excerpt? not Slash. No, because it's going to sound like garbage. Um. Anyways, he's sitting next to whoever, some person who plays in Guns N' Roses. And the guy is who's in Guns N' Roses. No, it's wasn't slash and it wasn't axel rose but the guy who plays in guns and roses essentially said later on and he's like yeah the dude was not in good shape he was probably high at the time and he's like he just didn't seem like himself i felt like i should have invited him over for dinner just to like keep an eye on him but when they went to get their baggage like kurt squirreled away mm-hmm. um so he how does one him. squirrel he, he escaped you know how people he escaped squirrel. rehab he clearly was like i gotta go get a fix yeah exactly the dude was a addict he spotted in Seattle a couple of times after he lands there. April 2nd, April 3rd, people see him. Courtney ends up hiring a private investigator named Tom Grant to track him That's down. That's a fake name. It's I think it's a fake name, too. But yeah, Tom Grant? Come on. Tom Grant. Tom Grant. It's like it's like Joe Smith, but like, oh, how can we make that less obvious <laughs> that it's a fake name? Joe Smith, Tom Grant. Um, no, he has like a Facebook and some other garbage. So that's on April 3rd. Uh, on April 7th, Nirvana pulls out of Lollapalooza. Nirvana Wait, what was did they offered, do? They pulled out of Lollapalooza. They pulled out? You're, no, Jesus Christ, John. inappropriate. They were offered $10 million to play Lollapalooza. Kurt at the time was like, no, I don't want to do it. It's too commercial or whatever. Courtney was very pissed about that. She was like, if you don't want to do it, fine, but do it for your daughter, mm-hmm. essentially. Sure. Not this I mean, she's Courtney. Got a, she's got Courtney all that love. inherited money. What does she worry about? She doesn't have that much inherited money. Eight hundred dollars a mean, month. That's a lot. Ten million dollars. That's a shitload of money. Quite a bit more yeah. than eight hundred dollars a month. That was when she was sixteen. I don't think she was that's still true. getting that by the time she was okay. like. However, so they pull out of it. Also, people like nobody knew where Kurt was, and people were saying Nirvana is breaking up at this time. They pull out of Lollapalooza on April seventh, April eighth, nineteen ninety four. An electrician that Courtney sends to install security cameras on their Seattle house sees Kurt's body in the greenhouse room that's above the garage. At first, he thought he was sleeping, but then he realized there was blood coming out of his ear. When was this appointment made? Um, that week. For the security cameras. That week. It was made after Kurt left hmm. rehab. Okay. Escaped rehab. But it was still a week in advance. It wasn't like she called him that afternoon and was like, hey, you should totally come and like check out this building. Like, no, <laughs> no. big deal. There's it was no made, one in there. It was made within that week. Okay. The electrician, I can't remember his name. He did say that it looked like somebody had um, combed Kurt's hair to make it look like a fountain. Well, that's just a random. But also, it's weird to see a dead body, so I don't trust his account. Kurt is dead. This is April 8th. They determined... By by gunshot wound? They determined that he actually died on April 5th. It's been three days since he died. What? Wait. Was Courtney, like, in the house? Wait. No. Wait, he was discovered after he'd been dead for three days? Yes. What? Uh, that, what? Yeah. Did, Gross. Did Courtney not live there? No. She was also in rehab. And oh. then she she was in rehab for some part of it, and then who she called, was who in... Who called to have the security cameras installed? If, Courtney. Wait, wait, was she from in rehab? rehab? I don't know if it was from rehab or from a hotel in L.A. or another part of Seattle. She was right. not in Seattle at the okay, time. Okay, okay. Yo, I'm on board. She definitely killed her. Definitely. She killed him. <laughs> okay. But where, like, where was she? I, I don't believe whatever. I story did know this, but now is. I don't remember. She was either A, this in is, rehab herself. Abigail, this is a critical 
part that what is the alibi well all i know is people agree that she was not in the town between april 5th or april 8th when well, he was then found. how did she kill him well let's we can discuss that okay but are on. you very concerned about this i mean i want to tell you some facts Kurt Cobain's estate was worth $50 million at the time of his death in 1994. Yeah. That's an insane amount of money. So what is she worried about fucking Lollapalooza for? It was worth $50 million at the time of his death. It's now worth over $450 million. For timeline's sake, just so everybody knows, Live Through This, which is the album that has the like prom queen on the front of it. Yeah. That was released April 12th. 1994 so basically a month after he was he was found dead well so it was already no, no, no. recorded like or a wait, month like, like th- five four days, days after that would have been four days maybe that well yeah that's pretty fucked up wait that's actually in poor taste Do you are mean? you sure it's not, it's not like she could stop it at that point yeah, that's could. true she could not it would have been up to the label the label wasn't going to delay that don't you think that. the label would think yeah, well, the label maybe, was maybe probably the label like, was like we'll sell oh, so much more of you're this. Right. This was also the '90s when things didn't like drop on the internet, and then like everybody listened to it that day. It was like the album was released that meant it got shipped to the stores, which yeah. means it probably like didn't even like come into the consciousness for like another month or something. No, yeah, release I think means it w- was in the stores on that day. That's pretty fucked uh, though. Now that I'm thinking of it, I think that's actually quite interesting that they would have re- still released it. And well, when was he discovered? April eighth. Yeah, that's that's wild. <sighs> yeah, but if you're if you're the if you work at the record label and like Kurt Cobain kills himself and he's in the news and this is high profile, oh, no. you're like, oh, we are releasing no, this it's fucking a, it's album. A, it's in poor taste, but great publicity. Right. Yeah. But Absolutely. I don't. I don't think that I. I for. I mean, I think Courtney did it for sure. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Maybe. But I don't think that this decision was up to her. I think it was. It was way above her head. No, I. I she I, would that have been able mean to it's stop. Not in poor taste. That's true. So that's more of the record label issue, I think. Um, but also, it's a fucking great album. So just, you know. It's so good. Get it if you don't have it. All right. So I want to give you some facts. There was a suicide note found in the green room where he was found dead. It was on soil and he had, or somebody, had pushed a pen through it to keep it there. It's a really bizarre looking suicide note. Essentially, like the first two thirds of it is very small writing and all very tight together the lines are and then at the very end of it the last part it says please keep going Courtney for Francis for her life which will be so much happier without me I love you I love you and that was the first part of the note that really mentioned anything that would have been related to him no longer being in the world the rest of the note essentially sounded like he was just quitting the band or quitting making music it was fairly depressing though but but it was was it was it determined to be his writing? Nobody, I don't think, first of all, I don't think hand analysis is a real science. It's pseudoscience for sure. So other people have said that it's not his writing, but I don't know if that's true. This is what I'm assuming. He wrote them at different times. He probably wrote the big long like manifesto about why he no longer wanted to be in music and music didn't inspire him or he felt like hollow inside previously. And then when, and that note may have like, or even if there was like an hour in between it or something. Right. Like, like that, your mindset changes. That note might have been like his goodbye or whatever. Like he was convincing himself to do it finally within that note. And then at the end, potentially when he was higher or yeah. like whatever, more out of it, he wrote that last section because the section looks very 
not in control in terms of sure. somebody's hand. This is like the opposite of all the birthday cards that I write where I'm just, I'm so glad it's your birthday. Hope you have a great day. But like, and then I run out of space and then at the end it's all like small and tiny. Yeah, no, this was like <laughs> all like small and tiny and then enormous yeah. and huge. And it's in that Life magazine if you want to look at it, ladies. But I will post oh. it. On oh. you, bought, you bought uh, physical resources. Spoiler. I did buy a physical the, resource. A, we didn't even notice. I know. I thought you would, and then you would get it, but fuck. No. You guys, I put out a magazine as a fucking wow. Easter egg for this podcast, and these chicks no. didn't even notice it. Nope, did not notice. Unbelievable. Anyways, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm sure he still probably wrote that portion of it. It's just he was in a different state when he wrote that part of Do it. Do you think that he wrote that part of it if Courtney killed him, though? Do you think... <sighs> So we have, I want you to finish. I want you to tell me what the theory right. is. Is it possible that took, he wrote that part took his and then life. she took that writing and then added it at the end because it would have been a good fit, which is what some people have said. But also that's like making so many leaps and bounds. Okay. He died with three times the amount of heroin in a system that typically like typical hardcore users are found to overdose from. Okay. That's what the Seattle Times said. Nobody's ever actually seen the coroner's report. Interesting. Yeah. But apparently he died. They said 1.52 milligrams of heroin in his bloodstream. I don't know what that means. I don't do drugs. So I don't get it. Um, <laughs> never do heroin. Do you guys promise you're never going to do heroin? Not even once. That's what the sign said. Not even once. Not I don't promise that. Really? What? I mean, if I am like on my de- like if I have a fatal disease or I'm like 90 years old and like somebody's like, hey, you want to do heroin? I'll be like. I'm on the way out anyway. Let's go. Hmm. Oh, That's if you're already point. dying, I've already like taken oxycontin or and morphine before for various. That is things. quite different. Do no, you need me to edit this out? No, that that's that is basically lab made heroin. Oxy is okay. Well, um, they're still the same. It's opiates. I, I still am too and scared. I've, and I've done those. I've done I've those watched Breaking Bad while I'm in the stuff. hospital and been given the pill because I got my gallbladder yeah. taken out. Yeah. So, but then I did it, and I was that's like, a painkiller. That was kind of rad. A- that that's what a heroin is the same thing well i know i guess it's all um opioids yeah mm-hmm. yeah i have an allergy to most opioids. people who get hooked 80 percent of people who get hooked on a heroin start with an opioid yeah so i've done the trend. opioid and then like was just like you know what i'm just not doing that anymore so i feel no, like i could bad. do heroin later in life like okay. when i'm gonna die anyway and take all right well john get back to us later if you ever do heroin probably i'll let you know no okay so sorry carry on so he is when he's found dead three days later he has a huge amount of heroin in his system also valium he was just like loading up on the pills so is the theory that he didn't do all this voluntarily he had also shot himself with a shotgun yeah i mean okay that seems more direct. If you did all of those drugs, mm-hmm. why not just let them take their course? Well, no, no, no. I feel like maybe if you did, if you were like, I'm going to kill myself, mm-hmm. you, you, and you would do a shitload of drugs right? A, in order to like put yourself in a state to do it. So potentially here are the two theories that are working. One is that if he had attempted suicide before and it didn't work that previous time in Rome, when Courtney basically found him and called the help called for help, he was doing a redundancy on overdosing. So he was concerned that he may try to overdose again, but somebody would find him somehow and then get him help and he would come back. So he why was not like, just start with the shotgun then? That's okay. Well, that's excellent point. The other working theory 
that people who don't believe he killed himself is that because the amount of drugs in his system were so high, he wouldn't have physically been able to shoot himself. Uh, he would have like died instantly. I find that to be more compelling than the first thing. Right. So essentially somebody could have shot him. Um, like they could have shot him up. Him? Like, no, they could have injected him, but he wouldn't have been able to. Was there any sign of like struggle or anything though? No. One of the cops said... And Courtney wasn't there. No. You guys know how hard it is to kill yourself with a shotgun, by the way? I don't. I mean, it's like a long barrel. I mean, I'd have to see what he was working with, but, like, you have to, like, hold it away from you. Because, like, that was the barrel on a shotgun is so long. So anytime somebody kills themselves with a shotgun... Wait, you it's have always long questionable. Arms. Like an actual shotgun? Yeah. Not, like, a pistol? No, it was a shotgun. I don't know anything about guns. He had bought... Pistol is this big. Shotgun. Oh, yeah. That's like a very odd thing. So he went to... He... After he escaped from rehab, his friend Dylan, the two of them were together. Oh, no, wait. He bought the gun before. Before he went to rehab, he told his friend Dylan he was worried about security at their house. And he was like, well, let's go get a gun or whatever. Because that's what... That's what you do. Right. In the 90s, people were like, oh, we should just arm ourselves. Yeah. Don't do, people do that now. Do not do that. So he and his friend Dylan go and get the shotgun and then he takes it to the Seattle home before he goes to rehab. So it's there. So there is a there's a paper trail or a person. Exactly. First of person where, account like, of him Kurt buying Kurt was a gun. the one who bought that gun. Okay. It wasn't somebody else. And then, so remember I told you about Tom Grant, the guy that Courtney Love hired? Oh, yes. John Smith. John Smith. John Smith, Tom Grant. So he, um, Courtney's essentially like, you should go up to Seattle, go look at the whatever, this house and see if he's there. I think he's there. And so he goes, he picks up his friend Dylan and they park away from the house and he sends Dylan up to go to the house to see if Kurt's there. Cause he knows if he goes up, Kurt may try to hide or whatever. And this is on April 3rd or April 4th, um, before April 5th when he, when he died, potentially mm-hmm. killed himself. Okay. Dylan goes up and he's like, uh, nobody's answering, nobody's home or whatever. And so he goes back to the car and Tom's like, well, let's get into the house. Tom calls Courtney. He gets the security code from her so he can get into the house and they search the house. So there's definitely nobody there. Apparently. Whoa, if whoa, whoa, Kurt whoa, whoa. is there, whoa. they don't like they don't see him. Like he could have been in the greenhouse and they wouldn't have seen him up there. Here's another thought. Yes. Wait, I don't understand what matters about that. That was before he was determined to be dead. It was like a day before, though. Yeah, I, that, I, that's I think, a whole day. I think Abby's just noting it for dumb reasons, actually, like to just like tell the full story. Mm-hmm. But here's my thought. Because they didn't know that it might, they didn't know if the cops would just like accept it as a suicide. They might have been like, Oh, if your uh, fingerprints or your fibers are found anywhere, we need a reason why they would have been in the house at that time. So maybe Courtney gave him the code and was like, oh, you'll go in there three days before, touch a bunch of shit. And then if you if they do find your fingerprints around Kurt at the time, you can be like, oh, it's just part of the thing that I was in there three days for. So this is the working theory that all these people have about Courtney is that she is a psychopath, which I don't necessarily disagree with them. Okay. That she masterminded this entire thing and she essentially set into stream a line of events to not only have Kurt killed by somebody, but to put all of by these... By John Smith. 
but not by Tom, Tom Grant because he was a private investigator mm. to put in line all these events to prove that it wouldn't have been her. Like well, she so was looking for him. him if this is okay. So no, but I think she had Tom Grant do it. I don't know if that's in your conspiracy, but that's no, Tom, my Grant, <laughs> Tom Grant is the one who like said that she did it. Oh, he was the private investigator the that she hired. And then he, I guess he started getting suspicious about a bunch of stuff. And then he's like, I don't want you to pay me to research or like look into this anymore. I'm just going to do it on my own because it interests me. And then she kept hiring for other thing, hiring him for other things. He assumed it was because she was trying to take him off or like take yeah. time away from his ability to actually research. Okay. Kurt's death. Interesting. So, um, all right, let me tell you some things. There's also some shit about, uh, one of Kurt's credit cards being taken and it was being used from the time that he escaped from the detox center past April 5th when he would have died. Um, but it stopped the day that he was found dead. What's that mean? I know. Where, what was it used for? Wait, is there... Uh, Spine garbage. Who, do, like, who really like? Who really can verify that Courtney was in rehab at that time? People who are with her who don't like her, including an, an entertainment lawyer. Uh, there was a guy in LA named El Duce who apparently was also known in the rock scene or whatever. He claimed that he was asked by Courtney Love to kill Kurt Cobain and he was offered $50,000 to do so. That seems like a low fee. I thought it was a low fee as well, depending on like considering how much money she would have made. But they do. Um, they did a polygraph exam on him by Ed Gelp, who did a polygraph exam on OJ. Okay. Uh, he passed the polygraph. However, I would like to mention polygraphs are pseudoscience and total bullshit. Um, you can fuck up a polygraph by by like nervously answering the baseline questions. Exactly. Okay. So um, the American Psychological Association essentially said the lie detector might be better called a fear detector. So it can't prove somebody did something or knows something. It just proves that they're nervous okay. about what's going on. There's also a guy named Alan Wrench who was also in some like garbage band called Who Killed are kill Alan Wrench, who claims that he killed Kurt Cobain. He's just trying to, like, make money. Yeah. His band is not doing well. Um, Rosemary Carroll, who was Cobain's entertainment lawyer at the time, both, actually, both Kurt and Courtney, she's also Francis Bean's godmother, so they put a lot of trust into her. She was upset because Courtney refused to show her the suicide note that Kurt wrote after, like, she got it from the cops, for whatever reason. Even though it became public record later on, she refused to show it to Rosemary. Mm -hmm. And so after that happened, that Tom Grant investigator um, went after the entertainment lawyer and he's like, hey, tell me everything you know. She starts telling the private investigator about how Kurt, Kurt called her when he was doing the MTV Unplugged mm -hmm. and said, I want to take Courtney out of the will. <gasps> oh. She also told Tom Grant that Courtney had called her and asked her to find the most, like, the nastiest, worst divorce lawyer she could find because she wanted to divorce Kurt, but she wanted to make the prenup null and void. Uh oh, see, okay. This is all in the months leading up to this. This, I seriously had no reason to believe anything until now. Right. However, this is like the entertainment lawyer. She won't go on the record as saying it. Tom Grant, the investigator, just said that she said that to him. He has oh. no proof. God, I don't know. I know. Also, there's this other total fucking weird. Also, name. wait, time out. Jen, you look okay. like you're no, getting I'm, tired. I'm, no, I'm in thought. Because like, okay, so what if you're Tom Grant? Yes. What if you... John what Smith. if what? I keep thinking of Hugh Grant. What if Courtney Love pays you to kill Kurt Cobain and uh -huh. you take the money, but then you don't kill him? You still like... You're, you would be liable for a crime because you like 
conspired to commit murder even though you didn't commit it so what if that happened and he knows that she wanted to kill him but then he ended up not doing it even if he gave the money back at some point like he didn't go to the cops right away so like maybe he was like part of the plan up until a certain point and then backed out but he's like i can prove it through other ways but somebody killed him either himself or someone else you're bad at conspiracy theories (laughs) if if i'm just i'm just i'm just spitballing here just spitballing yes what if he was supposed to be the one that killed him, goes into the house five days earlier, three days earlier, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was like, I can't do this. And then backs out at that point. But then who killed him? I mean, I'm sure she just like found someone else. <laughs> okay. El Duche. I mean, she, she's asking like random guys in bands to do it. Apparently. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this total jerk hole named richard lee he's a self-declared independent journalist from seattle washington it was like a week or a couple of weeks after kurt cobain was found dead that he opened up with this series called basically like who killed kurt cobain because he never believed it yeah um but he's a lunatic he let's see he also ran for office in seattle at some point um he's been arrested multiple times he he's always like following people who are attached to kurt or courtney in some way and uh, he's obsessed yeah basically he's a stalker that's the okay. word right a stalker yeah well, luckily he's never like super fan he's a I, he a said he's not even a fan of nirvana's music he's just obsessed oh. with the fact that kurt might have been killed mm. as opposed to interesting exactly wait so what do what the prevailing theory i still don't understand who killed him so yeah what is what is the what is the among conspiracy theorists hurt to not what kill it, himself who do they who think is the it? most likely person to have killed him conspiracy theorists believe that courtney love concocted this whole story starting with the fact that he tried to commit suicide when he was in Rome. Okay. She was trying to build a case saying that he was suicidal. But I understand who, all of this. But who killed him? They, you have not disclosed that. They don't know. So El Duce said he was asked to that Richard Allen guy said that he did. People just assume that Courtney Love somehow paid somebody to kill Kurt Cobain. Okay, so nobody actually... So in, in this giant conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. the most important part, which is who killed him, well, I mean, nobody has an idea. Yeah, but if you are, are finding random people to kill someone for you and no one has like admitted to it... like They feel like they've they unwound be... the full story except for who actually killed him. Well, I feel like that's a pretty important part. I would agree. Mm. Some people also think, think it was because, Dylan Sprouse. It could be like friend. a random person off the street that she yeah, found. But, but they don't yeah. appear to have any proof that like Courtney paid someone to do it. Some people, it's just that they, I guess, think she had a motive. Right. They think she had a motive. And so the whole thing is like this woman had a motive. She wanted his money. Classic. She was trying to get somebody else to do it. Right. Some people said they think it was his friend Dylan who did it, but it was by accident that like they because dylan his friend was also a junkie Mm -hmm. and they would shoot up together and they said that they think that dylan may have accidentally like given him too much or it could just be that he he od'd in his presence but what about but what about but then why would he let him od and then shoot him too doesn't that what about the suicide note and yeah and the shooting again they think maybe he found that just like kurt had tons of books of writings and art like he was just always scrolling on the end part the Wait, the end part, they think that somebody may have written that just to make it seem like a suicide note. Uh. But also, don't you think, like, shooting them, too, is overkill? It's the perfect crime to overdose yes. somebody who's a drug user. Yes. That's why I, I Why don't, would you shoot them, too? I'm not convinced. I think he killed himself. Jen? I don't know if there's more, but 
I think he killed himself. I think it was arranged. Why do you think it was arranged? Just because of the, the a, a lot of the things that like aren't even the most um, obvious waypoints in this. The whole like go to the house and check on him to see if he's there. I just feel like that is that's like a key piece in the puzzle that I just don't think has been. I don't think that's weird enough. though because he escaped from rehab. Yeah, why wouldn't so she look like for why him? wouldn't she be like, uh, where's my husband? I mean, but she's in rehab too, so she should be focusing on. Well, herself. that's why she can't go. Why herself? does she care where he is? They're in love. If she yeah, wants to maybe. divorce him and hates his guts, then why does she care? I mean, I don't she know. She wants him dead. I, I don't know. know. I think she's still concerned. Maybe she wanted to make sure that Lollapalooza wasn't canceled because that was a ten million dollar check. Ten million dollars. I think John Smith, aka Tom Grant, <laughs> John knows Snow. something he's not saying because it would incriminate him and he would be subject to criminal penalties. Also, though, this Tom Grant guy is just like a classic Trump supporter. He is pro life, not just pro life, but anti pro choice. Like he uh, posts a bunch of garbage about it all the time on his Twitter. Did you stalk him on Facebook? Fuck yes, I stalked all these people. Mm. You guys know I go deep into the people, not the conspiracy. Itself. That's yeah. true. Hey, that is absolutely no, true. No, I have to say, Abby, you did such a good job today. <gasps> you did a really good job. Yay. I'm so surprised. <laughs> telling us this. Yeah. Don't expect this again. <laughs> no, this was an awesome conspiracy, and you really focused on the conspiracy. I tried as hard Other as I Other than could. the part about who killed him, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it we do, like nobody we knows. do take a long way to get there whenever you do it. Like, yes, like it is definitely a chronological story being told instead of like a, here's yeah. the thing. And then here's some details to add, yeah. but it, it's yeah, good. I like to work up to it's it, good. but you guys, I, I don't know now. Cause when I first started it again, I was like, Courtney didn't do it. Courtney is without fault. Similar to my love for you, Courtney. Yeah. I didn't do it. But now I ca- I don't know. All Courtney's are terrible people. She did it. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I I could believe either way, but I d- I, I did, just think I did that not. I I feel like um, I don't know. I guess I guess I was I was gonna say I feel like the shooting seems like overkill if you were setting Literally. it up. But maybe you think that like truth is stra- stranger than fiction. Yeah, like maybe you think like oh people will think that this is overkill people will think this is suicide because if we do this see seems like a murder would not be would not be set up like this see, I like know. i feel like if you're going to kill someone who is a drug user trying to make them overdose is risky because they've already built up this tolerance their body is used to having it in there so you're That's like true uh is it really going to kill him if i give him a whole bunch of heroin when he does a whole bunch of heroin every day yeah so you're like i'll give him so much heroin so that he won't even know what's going on then shoot him because then he can't like escape and then if he lives and, and, pe- and he's like, oh, Tom Grant tried to kill me. They'll be like, you, Ooh, Tom Grant. I you love were, that. you were doped totally to the gills. This conspiracy <laughs> to the point that now Tom Grant, no, 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 no. Of- I am all on board with Tom Grant being involved, but not necessarily doing we it. We need a I website think, just for this. I think he knows what happened, but can't say it. And is trying to prove what happened through other means. Like he's hmm. taking other paths to get there when he really knows like, Oh yeah, he she actually asked though, me to do it on his website. He has like eBooks about the facts and they're for sale. I mean, so he's monetizing this yeah. at the point. Yeah. When, but at the time when he started saying she killed him, when was that? Like shortly after, right? He didn't know, know this website looks like it was made it. in the 1990s. So it could have been from the start. He was like, I'm gonna <laughs> nobody, make it nobody, nobody made money off the internet in like 1995. Though. Except for Tom Grant, John Smith. <laughs> there was no way of knowing that like you could just like put things on the internet and 5 million people would see them the next day. Okay. So, uh, we don't really know. 
Um, it seems plausible that I don't think she did it. I will say I don't. I I feel like Courtney Love is truly. She's a genius. Yeah, she was a genius mastermind of her husband's murder. No, just in general, like she's kind of a mastermind within the industry. Um, she understands like all the moving parts of it. I think people discount the intelligence of Courtney Love quite often, but I do think she's a psychopath. Like her empathy is not available. Neither is mine. That's true. You remind me of her in some ways. Hmm. Also, I love her. She brought out baby doll dresses. She was not a normal looking girl when I was not a normal looking girl. And God bless Courtney Love for making me not hate myself. Wait, so when you say she's brilliant, do, do you think that is uh, argues in favor or against her killing him? I think it is plausible that Courtney Love would have been able to come up with like an incredible pathway to murder a husband for money. Yeah, I agree with that. I think she could have done it. I just think it's I odd think because he was supposed I to be... I just don't think she did. He was supposed to be in rehab, and it seems like it's hard to set all this up, like, on the fly once he escaped. Yeah. But That's I don't know. That's true, because, I, like, I it was her whole that... thing to get him into rehab, and unless she was planning on murdering him while he, she was there... Yeah, I'm going to say no. I don't believe like, it. he threw a wrench in it by escaping. My my opinion is he didn't... She didn't do it. Yeah. He killed himself. I mean, Jen. I feel like maybe her being in rehab isn't even real. Potentially. Like I think that, but she definitely I was think not she was there, there at the time of his death. No, I think that she was there because she was establishing an alibi. But I don't think she was actually like going to rehab. Like she was probably like in the room, shooting up while she was in the yeah. room. Yeah, potentially. Or maybe not shooting up, but just like this is where I'm gonna like have my home office for this month or for this week. Home office, like where she's like you know running the the internet from her house. So like, do you think like, she did it? I, I think I am a believer. Had somebody do it? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Jen's team, John Smith, Hugh yeah. Grant, whatever. <laughs> I think that she probably ended up paying somebody else in the long run. I think Tom Grant knows who that person is. He can't say how he knows who that person is. You should hit him okay. up on Twitter. Well, okay. So I think we've talked about this conspiracy for like. Yeah, that's too I mean, much. We've really talked about it for a long time. This is, this is so more than we've ever focused on an actual conspiracy in any I know. podcast. <gasps> I did it. I think it's because we we just like grew up with uh, yeah with Nirvana and it's like so close to our. I hearts. mean, I did. You said that you fucking hated it. No, she like, said no. she loved Pearl I, Jam. I said that I very wanted. Different. I was I was very set on differentiating myself from other people. Like it's just been my whole life. I'm just like I don't want to be like Nirvana else. was a differentiation like from cool everybody kids. else. Everybody else was no. like a gap kid. No, like in my high school, like being Smashing Pumpkins and and Lenny Kravitz and Nirvana was like cool. It's weird that you said those three <laughs> words. Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Are you going to go my way? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz and Nirvana. No, I don't no, think. It was like all alt those rock. Are not it was like. All, did you just say alt rap? Alt rock. Alt the rock. Point had just Kravitz come was on. not alt rock. Like everybody was like Stone Temple Pilots, STP. They were like, let's go follow Fish as well. Like fish? it was all like. <laughs> In this, I in mean, this I universe, think did, uh, she's just naming bands. Fish was like a Grateful Dead, recap. but it was like everybody was like <laughs> rock music. Like it was like so rock music. But no, but like duh. If like InSync had existed in the early '90s, nobody would have been about it. It would have been like that's baby music. No, that loser. was that was something that, that evolved 
out of right than, out, so out then, of like garage. the late 90s yes. i was like how are these teenagers just accepting this cheery pop music you're supposed to be like no i want to wear flannel and hate everything well, these are these yeah, are different I'm still eras in that space i know i, I love I do, I do love flannel who doesn't i love being angry oh i don't it's love being core angry. of my soul do i love guys- being like really happy but wearing flannel oh <laughs> I just Aww. think it looks cute. I love being jaded and angry and and cynical and sarcastic. And, and, and wearing flannel. flannel. Flannel is really a look for any attitude. Yeah, you really right. should have loved Nirvana. I, I don't understand. Nirvana. Like, <laughs> I love Nirvana. These days, the, my Midwest. The, teens, the teens wear like cocktail dresses, do like two hour full face makeup. To, like, Stop watching them on hang YouTube, out. Jen. Like just they they're like we're going to a party, so we're just oh, look yes. like we're going the to the children a of gala. today. The children of today would never accept no. grunge. Yeah, like, except like, they do. They're wearing our shit. Children today are yes. The the fashion the is fashion back. Of the nineties. The fashion is back. The music is not. Yeah, they're wearing our fashion, but they're also the contouring music their is face. terrible. And they wear chokers, and that's never was a good look. I mean, no. I love the chokers coming. Oh back, god, though. it's so bad. No, my neck is too long. It looks really fucked up. It you t- nobody looks good with a choker. I looked good with a choker. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I looked good with a hemp choker. Prove it. The hemp with uh, like I used to make my own beads. Like puka uh, shell. Puka oh. shell. I can pull one out of my parents' basement and show it to you. Of course, it was you like can. a woven hashtag hemp. hoarders. And then like I would like weave beads into it that I made myself. That's not a choker. A choker is of a, a black ribbon with oh, I had some those kind too. of like it was like a velvet pearl with like oh, yeah. some like Everybody gold had the shit around one. it that was because of Courtney Love it was very Madonna now Courtney Love no 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 I don't think Courtney Love ever wore a choker yes yeah, she did I don't think so baby doll dresses chokers yeah this was no it was a different look Satin it was slips. a little bit more like early 90s Madonna <laughs> do you guys have <laughs> photos from your seventh or eighth grade year oh, my God. oh yes I actually I a great one quite unfortunate look oh. I wore silk shirts I wore, Dan wore silk uh, shirts too. mom jeans. I thought I looked good. I need so, those photos so bad. Right before, you. right before grunge hit, there was this moment, early nineties, saved by the bell fab, where it was like bright colors and big hair and all that. Yeah, that was the eighties. No, but it was like early nineties. So I want you to see this picture that I took of myself. That was probably 1992. It was pre grunge, but just pre grunge. No, Nabby's grunge was 1992. Grunge was like nineteen. No, but it was on the cusp. It was like right yeah, maybe as we... As grunge right, had not hit Fenton yet. Right. It had not quite hit Missouri or at least the part of Missouri this that I was in. This shirt is like a, a clown shirt. I'm so upset about this. <laughs> Can I see? Do you still own it? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I own it somewhere. You look like a gypsy. Oh, my God. <laughs> gypsy. Oh, and I can, see your, I can see your belly. How do you I know. That? That's the only reason I say that picture because I was like, <gasps> God damn it. I was fucking skinny at one point. I was like 12, too. How do you but have that on your phone? I just took it the other day at Easter. I don't, I, know what, I don't know what style this is. This is not a style... That's not any a style. any style that I rocked in my in my lifetime really is not can, really on trend. Can we please post a picture of Jen's gypsy look? Yeah, on the, with that's the, going with, straight with on Instagram. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. This. Okay, well, I'm gonna find my perm silk shirt. Jen's got her gypsy look. Perfect, uh, Abby. I don't know. Wait, you probably looked cool forever. No, I didn't. You guys are gonna love my uh, eighth grade photo. Okay. Phenomenal. Great. The cut line for this definitely be smells like teen spirit. Do you guys girls smell like teen spirit? It will. Okay. I smell like teen spirit. Um, do you guys remember where you were when you found out that Kurt Cobain was dead? No, I don't even remember that mattering to me. Seriously? 
like I said, I we didn't we never got grunge in Moscow. I feel I was like too young. I probably heard it at school where everyone else was like Kurt Cobain, and I was like, "Yeah, but Eddie Vedder's still alive, guys. It's fine." <laughs> I don't don't make that face at me, bitch. I I distinctly remember because we were on the bus riding home in eighth grade, or maybe oh seventh grade. But my bus driver started crying. crying. <gasps> yes. Oh. Because well. my bus driver was probably in her late twenties. And she just lost her mind. Yeah, that was her And age. she just kept like saying, like, he's died, he's died, Kurt's died. And we asked. Wow. Yeah. And we're like, Traumatic. what's going on? And she's like, Kurt Cobain died, he's dead. Which Did she probably should not have told a like busload full of teenagers. Were people sad? Yeah, I was totally sad. Uh. I love Nirvana. Well, actually, at the time, I loved Courtney Love more. Okay, so th- today we've learned that Abby does know how to do a conspiracy theory when i want to although it's like the longest conspiracy theory they're always yeah you need you could probably scoop out a few pieces of it i don't know how to prepare for it that way though i'm a chronological learner i think it's just i don't know you'll you'll grow over time i doubt it to do a short one you guys or we'll cut you off we'll cut you off we'll say abby have five minutes remaining tell us what happened damn it Okay, but anyway, it was really good. I learned I learned a lot about this, and it was fun to relive our early teenage years. Good. I hope you go back and listen to some of your favorite Nirvana. Tracks. I really just want to listen to Hole now, though. Yes. Also, like, I don't that really, is what people I don't should really want to listen do, do, to Nirvana. Do, 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 do. Oh, she's gonna sue us. This yeah, is probably. why she's rich. So, um, Abby, tell us about our social media. Oh, social media. We got it. Instagram, the Wait What Pod. Twitter. At the Wait What Pod, Jen is going to have to take that one over. I've done literally fucking nothing on Twitter. Please send us your email. If you want, send us a photo of you around the age that you were when you found out that Kurt Cobain died. I would love to see your grunge photos. Yes, we would love to see you you in all your unfortunate teenage years. Yes, you can send those to thewaitwhatpod at gmail.com. And as always, you can send us your nudes and Jen will receive them. You do do not have to send nudes. What's the email? The wait what pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Nudes and early junior high years. Yeah. Wait, is our when you new? send a nude, you have to do the ASL with it, which is age, sex, location. Like it's <laughs> in a chat room in honor of 1992. Oh, yeah. Throwback. Are you serious? Don't you remember this from chat rooms? You should not give that information to people on the Internet. No, I want them to give it to me. I'm not going to give it to them. Don't give that information <laughs> to Jen, you guys. It's a one way street. I mean, my age Starts location is 39 female and St. Louis. Like, whoa, whoa. Come find me, guys. <laughs> and they did, didn't they? No, no one, no one has tried to find me ever. <laughs> they found you. Unfortunately. <laughs> hey, guys, it's been great. I hope you wait wanted during this podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Holler at us, DM us, etc. Send nudes as Jen requested. We won't share them with anybody else. Uh, I'll keep them. It's personal. Like no one else will see them. It's I personal. Promise. It's between you and the three of us and whoever we choose to show in our if close we, personal. If we ever friends. actually get a nude, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Slash be so excited for Jen. Yeah. Okay. Mostly be excited. All right. We I love have, you guys. We'll see you later. Thanks, okay, guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.